1420, ESPN1420.com. We're back, we're back, we're back. It's your main man, Norman Locke, host here from 3 to 6. Joined by my guy, Lennon Burton. What's up, Lennon? None too much, Norm, my man. None too much. And we have a special guest. You know, right now it's NFL training camp, and one of the key things to keeping the players going is the nutrition. Mm. What goes in their body? What keeps that engine going? So, you know, I got friends in high places, so... What better person to talk to than a chef? Facts. About what goes into these athletes' bodies and what it takes to keep these weld all machines performing at tip top shape. So I got my guy, Chef Aristide Williams from New Orleans, self taught chef, coming on to come talk all. What's up, Steve? How you doing today? What's up, man? How you been, man? It's good to hear from you. Get to talk to you, bro. Oh, man, I, I can't say I'm blessed. You doing what you love to do. I'm doing what I love to do, and we talking about it, man. Anything better than that? Man, ain't that a blessing to follow your passion, dog? So I'm just happy to talk to you, man, get some get some good words out there, if that, means, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, always, always. Now, Steve, why don't you, why don't you t start by telling the people a little bit about yourself and, and how would you get started in the culinary business? Um, well, honestly, uh, I was about two months away from graduating from Southern University. Um, when I, I was heading to law school, I was going to start applying to law schools and looking into what I have to do to um, go to law school. And I just woke up one day. I was like, man, I want to do something that I would really enjoy. I didn't want to roll out of the bed and say, hey, man, I got to go to work and dread it. So um, I'm really big on my faith and uh spirituality so i prayed and i asked god to lead me to where he wanted me to be not necessarily myself and um i let god order my steps and <laughs> somehow i came across food and i gained this passion for it and i kind of become up became obsessed and um i never forget i asked god if, I, if, if the chef is what you want me to be i don't want to be a normal chef i just don't want to have a restaurant i just don't want to i want to cook for athletes i know that it's crazy to say i know that it's like what i know that it was random but uh i want to say a few months after that i started meal prepping for some of the lsu football players okay and uh the rest is history honestly see that's awesome because i relate to that story because funny enough i was a uh, chef i was going to school to be a lawyer as well, and I wasn't enjoying myself. It wasn't what I wanted, and then like like you said, I just prayed for like prayed for a while on it. Went to church on it, talked to talked to God about it. And he was like, "Man, go use your talent of what you're doing and, and go uh, put your voice out there and do be a communication." So I relate to that story a lot. I appreciate that. Now, Steve, and, um, oh, we'll you finish. don't you you don't regret a moment, do you? Not at all. Like I would not I, at all, man. Man, I'm happy every day. Like my girlfriend always tells me, she's like, "You can't say you're going to work because you enjoy it." And I was like, mm, you know, I'm, exactly. so, "I'm going to work," but like I have, <laughs> but like I, I don't regret a single moment of it. And I, I bet you feel the same way. Single moment, man, for sure, man, for sure. So then he ordered your steps to move to New York, and once you moved to New York, what what did you who did you started studying under? So um, I took a huge leap of faith that I was scared. I'm not going to lie. My mom, she, she's overjoyed with uh, with happy tears now. But when I told my mom I was moving to New York, she was not having it. <laughs> um, I took a leap of faith, moved to New York, and I started working for Chef Marcus Samuelson. Um, Chef Marcus Samuelson is one of the top judges 
on the show. One of the best um, chefs, like in the no that like people don't understand. Talk him up. Talk him I, know, up, I gotta Lenny, give, talk I gotta, him give up. I gotta give chef his props. Like this is one <laughs> of the be- James Beard Award winning like great chef. And for people out there who don't know what the James Beard Award is, that is basically the the Oscar, the the Good. Grammy, Grammy, yeah, th- yeah, that type of award for chefs in America. Yeah, and crazy thing is. When I was back in Baton Rouge, my good friend Fallon Marquis, um, I started posting my food on Instagram just to kind of get some feedback. She was like, you should watch the show named Chop. And I got hooked. Like, when I say I got hooked instantly, I would, at the time it was on uh, Netflix. Yep. And lo and behold, I moved to New York. And my mentor, she's a Southern graduate as well. She's from New Orleans. She's a chef. She's been on Chop. She's actually been on Chop twice. She won her first time, and she lost um, in the dessert round her second time going. But uh, in my God, just when I say God ordered my steps, I started. I worked for Chef Marcus for three and a half years, and while working for Chef Marcus, I interned for Chef Alex Galanoche, and she's a chop judge as well. Yeah. I've also worked hand in hand with Chef Amanda, who's a chop judge as well. But in the midst of all of that, um, I told you I was meal prepping for some LSU players. Lo and behold, uh. Um, Jamal Adams was playing for the Jets, and I hit him up because I had his personal number. I was like, yo, Maul, if you need a personal chef, let me know. He was like, hell yeah, man, where you at right now? <laughs> and I, was like, um, I mean, at the time, I was staying in Brooklyn, and I was his chef all the way up until for all his, well, not all of his years in Seattle. I mean, not all of his years in New York, but his sophomore year, his sophomore um, year in the NFL, on ongoing, even in Seattle, I was his, even in Seattle, I was his chef, but Lately, we have parted ways so I can sprout out some more and test my market, okay. which has been very successful so far. That is an amazing story. Just uh, no, just to put it in perspective, the, the names he just said that he worked with and to put to put himself out there and take a bet on himself—that's huge, man. I applaud to you, to you, chef. Man, I appreciate it, man. It's just literally is letting go all of my steps. Like manifesting everything, seeing things for yourself, and just trying, not being scared to try. I, I say it all the time. I'm just gonna realize it that man, New Orleans people, no shade to anybody in Louisiana, but New Orleans people can survive anywhere. Let them know. <laughs> throw the shade. <laughs> throw the shade. I be telling them about Bro Bridge. Throw the shade. Nah, Bro Bridge got the Bro Bridge got some food now. Don't. Uh-huh. That's what. Um, See? That's where that's where um crawfish etouffee originally originated from. So see? I know my history about Louisiana. Okay, food. see, I that's believe you. I believe you. Chef, I've been trying to tell him this area. Crawfish etouffee is the birthplace of crawfish etouffee. Is Bro Bridge. I've been trying to tell him about this area, Chef. He just no, I'm just yeah, don't man. listen. Man, man, man no. it's all good. I know it's a beef. I know it's a beef between sixty-five <laughs> and five hundred four, like about food, man. But when I say you. No matter what part of Louisiana you're from, you go anywhere outside of the state. It's and different. You can shine. Yep. You can shine, man. You can shine in any category. Not just being a chef. We just got go getters in Louisiana, man. That's Period. a fact. That's a fact. Let me give another air horn. <laughs> oh man. Now, Steve. So what's up? Working with Jamal Adams. 
What are some of the type of meals that these high-level athletes, because, you know, Jamal's a multi-time pro bowler uh, up for getting a big-time contract extension, and to do that, his play on the field had to correlate. What are some of the type of meals that are needed for these athletes to sustain the the muscle mass that they have to do to, to have to take the toll for the, the extended longer season? Oh, well, so, man, at one point, um, me and Jamal became pescatarian, so – I used to get my hands on some of the freshest fish, some of the fresh, freshest vegetables. I hand crack pasta from scratch. So it's like tedious things. Oh, so you just that, um, You just make no, pasta from scratch. I'm not flexing, man. I promise you I'm not. <laughs> like, I, just lo- I really love what I do, man. I really love what I do. And I feel like I love it. If, I, if in order for you know athlete to perform at his best ability, man, he has to have the best quality stuff. And I'm not even talking about going to Whole Foods. I'm talking about connecting with local farmers, connecting with local um, mom, mom and pop business. Have all these ingredient, um, organic ingredients that are not processed, that are not, you know, go through different type of machines. I'm talking about form to table wow. dinners. So that's the kind of meals Jamal was getting. And um, I think one of my proudest moments with working with Jamal was he was down to five percent body fat. Wow. And like and that awesome. was one of, I think that was his if I'm not mistaken, either that was his his last year with the with the Jets or his or the year before that. But that was one of my proudest moments because like when I say man I study everything and think the thing about Jamal too is about me working with Jamal, I don't I don't remember repeating a meal. I don't remember wow. repeating a dish. So just as competitive as athletes are that's how I took it, man. I look, I took that my chef career as, man, this is my NBA, this is my NFL, and I got to shine. I got to put myself in the best position to become a game spirit, a Michelin star chef. So yep. that's how I take it. Now, with some of those different meals, and like you said, for a, a portion of time going Presbyterian, between Presbyterian and vegan, what are the qualities in, in that eating habit and that diet that helps these athletes, and why are we seeing a lot of athletes transition to those type of diets? Honestly, when it's, it's, it's just, it's not hard for me to explain it, but it's going to sound weird, but you're much more aware and light on your feet, and you don't, you're not, you don't feel as heavy when you're, especially as an athlete, as a, just a regular citizen like when i tell you when i when i became um a pescatarian i was able to run like four and five miles a day and i use running i use exercising and cardio as mental health too besides going to a therapist on my good and bad days like it makes you it just makes you like i don't it's hard to explain man it's just like mindset when you eat clean you you dress clean you feel clean everything around you it's like a it's like a working machine when you give of like your um your car your truck a new oil a oil change and fresh gas it runs different you know what I'm saying so that's kind of what it is like you know you have to be careful what, what kind of red meat you eat because red meat sticks on your stomach for a while it takes red meat longer to digesting in your body when you're getting fresh ingredients and you're getting fresh vegetables with that, are, that contain water man it, it's 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 like a well, a well on, on machine, like that, that's exactly what it is. So, I think that's why a lot of the athletes are making tra- um, transitions to these vegan and pescatarian diets because your 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 body your body works better. That makes sense. You last long. You you're not shortness of breath, and you're able to 
put in that extra work in the gym or extra field time or extra, you know, cardio, and it, put, it pushes you to a limit, your mindset to a limit where, like, yo, I, I feel cleansed. I feel my mind is set. Like, it's a real thing. You are what you eat. Okay. So if you eat clean, you think clearly, you move you move better. It's like, it's like I'm not going to say it's weird, but it's just like a mindset. It's really a mindset thing as well, too. So, so do you do you think that um you know some of the misconceptions are it's like you talked about the the biggest attribute uh, of you was not having a meal repeating what are some of the different types of meals that you're prepping for these athletes that are kind of different like what is the go-to vegan dinner you know what's the steak of of of, of the vegan people <laughs> Oh, the steak of the vegan person. I mean, um, it's kind of hard to say because I have so many recipes and I don't have like a, like a, uh, um, I don't have a favorite. So let's say, let's say this. I have this, um, this pasta dish, right? Okay. So, um, I use, I, when I make fresh hand for pasta, I use gluten-free, gluten-free, um, flour. I may use egg yolks, but the egg yolks, come from heirloom eggs and heirloom eggs is basically free range chicken like chickens that are in like a farmer's backyard and they're not processed they're not you know run through a system or stuff like that and the yolk is very very rich meaning that it contains very high um vitamins in the in a in the egg yolk that and i turn it into pasta and i make you know, ground up some spinach and throw that um into the spinach. But then oh, I yeah. also make my own tomato sauce. So like, my favorite tomato sauce to make is yellow heirloom tomato sauce, and I roast it off. Like it's a process. People just think, oh, you just go in the kitchen, and you just buy some tomato sauce out the store. Nah, nah man, nah, like, everything correct. Nah. See, I I've seen, I've seen them on the ground. He, so, he the real deal. Just everything I hear <laughs> and. See, see, Chef, I want to yeah. ask you this. I, me and uh, my significant other started going gluten-free and dairy-free. Does that play into what you're talking about, about for the athletes to help them in their in their oh, bodies yeah. and maintaining? If you're dairy-free, watch how much. And then you, we live in the South, too, so we suffer from allergies. We suffer that, from a whole bunch of stuff, I haven't right? gotten sick in a long you, time, I'm going to be honest. Exactly, exactly. When you step away from dairy... All the like extra phlegm you have in the morning and all that, like the throat is gonna be gone. Like I make my own oat milk. I make mm. my own almond milk. Wow. See, wait, like, you know I, what I'm I, saying? That's, like, yeah, that's a big say, question. I was gonna say, how do you do how that? Because we milk? buy the oat milk from Target. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get the milk for, out, out of the oat? <laughs> it's not milk out of the oat. Man. It's really like filtered water. You know, fresh rolling oats, maybe some vanilla puree. That's awesome. You know what I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it like some some of the stuff is so simple. It's just time consuming, you know. Down south and in New York and Seattle is fast paced, so people just have to grab it, go, grab it, go, grab it, go. But I definitely got rid of like dairy out of my uh, out of my personal my personal diet. Like I don't consume a lot of dairy at all, at all. So I, and I make everything from scratch. Like, you know. No shade to nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all respect. I respect everybody's craft, but I can't call my chef. I can't call myself a chef if I can't make it from scratch. Okay, that's no, real. No, and speaking of your chef abilities, let's jump into because we, we know the episode premiered tonight, so we don't want to know too, no details about the episode. But what was it like going under the bright lights 
of mentors have worked there. People you've worked with has worked there. You understand the level of, of type of competition that they're looking for. And just from me hearing what you talk about, about doing everything scratch, everything, everything from scratch, everything fresh, that's the type of uh, cooking that normally wins in chop. Not to not to mm-hmm. let the people not to say where I'm thinking the wind's gonna go, but I'm pulling for you tonight. So, what was it like <laughs> being under the bright lights of chop? Oh, okay, I want I want I want it when you guys watch the show. If you guys are already to watch the show, I want you to have an open mind. I can't make what I want to make in 30 minutes, so I have to adapt. Gotcha. It's all about adapting. Just how like just how the Patriots always adapt. In the second half, and like teams always adapt in the second half. That's how it is. It's a think on your on your feet type of um show. So I played really well. You know what I'm saying? That's all I could really give y'all. But being in the bright lights, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I would be nervous, but all I did was smile because it, it goes. <laughs> yeah, being, yeah, God put. It nah, goes back to me this. being two o'clock. <laughs> it goes back to me being in my apartment in the Palisades, right off of Southern Campus, two o'clock in the morning, coming home practicing dishes so one of the judges asked me you know how you feel about being here and i was like man i manifest myself here so like i'm i'm fine i'm fine wherever this thing goes i'm fine with because this is something i pray for this is something i've always saw me doing i didn't i just never knew it would come this fast but it just showed me that what god has for you he has for you and um i'm excited for the world to know my story and then my story doesn't just include me. It includes the people around me. It includes my university. And it includes my upbringing. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad we got to be one of the first people to hear your story. I'm glad you, we got, you got to say it on, on our airwaves because I definitely appreciate it. no problem. That's what I'm here for, man. Norman been my, my boy since ninth grade, man. So I'm, he, I'm happy to see him thrive. You know the real ones. I got to give it to you. Hey, man, like that 2600, sure. that, that class of 2010 class yeah. is just golden. The class of 2010 is very different. We was bad, but we are very different. <laughs> Don't tell the I'm people about we were, this type of, <laughs> we, were, we were a different type of group, man, but, like, we have some awesome people, and we still have people thriving in our in our class, man, so. Big time, Father, big time. Shout out to Father Raphael. Shout out to Father Raphael. <laughs> Father Raphael. <laughs> that tough love was the best love. Steve, won't that you give the people... the best love. <laughs> Why don't you give the people your social media, where they can watch you, where they can keep up with you, your website, everything, Aristide Williams. Okay, so uh, my social media is at Chef, A-R-I-W-M-S. It's just an abbreviation of my name. That's A-R- That's Chef, A-R-I-W-M-S. And um, you can keep up with me. Uh, I think, I don't know when it's going to drop, but I uh, teamed up with Coca-Cola and the NFL to do a couple uh, recipe commercials for um, tailgating. So, you know, you guys can look out for that. And, uh, yeah, um, I'll be dropping in. You know, hopefully one day I can do something with KOK, man. Them dudes are doing an amazing job. So I'll team up with them one day and we can do some, make some noise in Lafayette. That's a fact. And then make sure y'all look out for him on the Food Network tonight. Yeah. Episode of Chop. It's airing at 8 yeah. o'clock Central Time. My guy, Chef, Chef, Big Chef, Aristide Williams, oh, man. man. <laughs> Thank you for good, coming, man. Chef, man. I really appreciate Thank this. You, no problem. That was my guy, Chef Aristide Williams. Again, y'all got to look out for him. He's going to be on the episode of Chop tonight. Lynn, that was a great interview. No, that look, man, I, I appreciated this. That was awesome. And see, I know, I know you are a, a fool connoisseur.
and, and then it's just it's, it's big because like you know my girlfriend is in culinary school and trying to do that so i everything he was saying like i i hear at my house so like I appreciate it. And I know, so now I have to get my skills up because he's, if he's making pasta at home, I'm feeling inadequate. I'm feeling, I need <laughs> it, my it's homemade hard. I'm pasta. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. No, it's, I seen him with the little machine. Yeah, you got to get your machine. I got to get a copy of the machine. But no, 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 Lennon. <laughs> now I'm putting, I got to raise the stakes on my own self. <laughs> I got to start making my own pasta from scratch. I need to start making my own tomato piece yeah, from nah, scratch. Yeah, nah, that you need to definitely do. <laughs> it's hard. All you do is put, you just roast the tomato no, sauce. Stop it. Stop All right, you're right. Let me, not, let, me, let me chill. Let me chill. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just getting on my, my, my step one of gumbo. I, I'm not ready for the people to have my gumbo, mm. but I'm on step one of the gumbo. I got you. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. So we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we got to go through NFL training camp. Big news coming out. Also, Jameis Winston. Hey, he's saying all the right things. And he's looking good. He's looking good. The reports out of camp is good. <sighs> Bright spots of the New Orleans Saints coming up right after this ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. 